And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Tess, you had a video that went viral. <laughs> I'm going to read you some of the comments, okay? Somebody says you look like William Defoe in the lighthouse. <laughs> Somebody says that you are a very cute Civil War general. That's a grown man. He doesn't want a Kong. He wants a beer and to watch football in peace. Somebody says, in the nicest way I can muster, your dog looks like a history teacher. Somebody says, I'm 40 years old and your dog is 30 years older than me. <laughs> Somebody says, I feel like this is what Rasputin would look like as a dog. Somebody says, he doesn't yearn for a Kong, he yearns for the open seas. <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, December 15th, 2023. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here on the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tess Millis. Good day, podcasters. This is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, a top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey yo. hey yo. And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash, smash, smash that like button, and make sure you subscribe. Podcast listeners, do us a favor, leave us a five-star rating and review. It gives us life. Before we get into last night's action with a little What You Got, we had another wedgie. They're coming fast and Mm. furious. They're hot. Dom style. Duncan Robinson with wedgie number 14 in Miami. And uh, yeah, it was against the Bulls. Of course it was. Six of the last ten wedgies have involved... Trey Kirby, Chicago Bulls. And look at that pace. Suddenly on pace for 50 again. It's been a great season for the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> it really has. When it comes to wedges. We've talked about the Bulls a lot. Mostly for wedgies and trades. Yeah. And somehow they're winning games right now. So great time to go on the Saturday Slam and Jam podcast. Ooh, which I am. Nice. Today. Yeah. Let's talk Bulls, Andrew. And you just said, uh, was it yesterday? Um, you sort of gave credit to a lot of the broadcasters in the yep. NBA, always pointing out and calling it a wedgie. And you're right for the most part, except the Miami Heat broadcast. <laughs> Eric Reed, he does not like to say wedgie. <laughs> He's running with doink. <laughs> and to me, this is the opposite of a doink. No bounce. It sticks. Yeah. I think That's that not a doink. The doink makes the noise when the ball bounces. Yeah. Personally. <laughs> you know, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, how do you say that word? Oh, Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah. come on. Thanks come a lot, on, Eric. Come on, Eric. Come on, Eric. <laughs> Although all the fans appear to be leaving the lower base area there, the lower court area. Uh, What's up with that? Bra- it was the start of the third quarter. Yeah, they were leaving. So I think it was just people coming in and out of their seats or maybe into their seats. Well, it's not like it was a finals game or something. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shots fired there at the Heat fans <laughs> and the broadcast. Just call it a wedgie. We won't have issues, okay? Uh, okay, let's get to what you got. What you got? What you got? What you got? 
Yeah, we're doing what you got to uh, recap last night's, what, seven games in total, I guess. Uh, we'll start with this one. The Celtics improved to 12-0 at home behind Jason Tatum's 27 points. 116-107 win over the Cavs. Boston won for the sixth time in seven games. They have the best record in the East. Down in Dallas, Nas Reed scored 19 of his season-high 27 points in the first half as the Wolves rallied from an early deficit to beat the Mavericks. 119-101, Minnesota avoided their first losing streak of the season and matched Boston for the NBA's best record at a cool 18-5. So, Tass, the cue here, the what you got. Currently, best team in the league, Celtics or Timberwolves, what you got? That's a great question. The Wolves are playing out of their heads, but I got to go with the Boston Celtics. I think Brad Stevens sat there in the offseason and said, how am I going to put together a championship team? He said, oh, yeah, Drew Holiday, he won a couple of years ago with the Milwaukee Bucks. Why don't you come over here? Al Horford, leading the league in three-point percentage, come off the bench for us. And young Jays, you grow. Just grow. I think the way they've assembled it, older guys plus these young guys and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who are taking another step. They look at each other, their, their resumes the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, we went to the finals. We played great defense. Jason Tatum just hit the gym. You see him last night with three big blocks. Mm-hmm. I, I think they've got this same defensive mentality that they've had the last few years, but those two guys are going into their prime in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Plus, they've got all these deep guys. I think Brad Stevens put this team together pretty smartly. Everybody taking double shot attempts in that starting lineup last night, five guys. That shows me that this team is ready. Unlike they have been the last couple of years where they're, they're really good and they get really, really far, but they can't put it all together. I'm going with them um, just because they have all that experience. But the Wolves have been very, very, very And good. the Wolves beat the Celtics. Is that the tiebreaker in this situation? It's way back in... I guess early November, but uh, it was a good game. Wolves beat them in oh, overtime, yeah. so maybe that pushes them ahead of Boston here for currently best team. But where are you going, TK? That was Celtics Wolves was a contender for best game of the yeah. season. Uh, I thought uh, Anthony Edwards and Jason Tatum going against each other. I'm with Tass though. I do think on a whole, it is the Celtics. They got a better margin of victory. They've got a better net rating. They played a harder schedule. They're still undefeated at home, which helps if you're the one seed. That's a nice one. Uh, <laughs> to take into the postseason with you. Boston right now is 12-4 and four against teams that are 500 and above. That is a lot of wins against some very good teams. Meanwhile, four of the Timberwolves' wins came against the Spurs and the Jazz, but they did beat Boston. Took an extra five yeah. minutes, and they do have the best player from either of these two teams, Nas Reed. <laughs> this guy's unstoppable yeah, right now. 27 <laughs> points last night, seven threes. He's somehow their third center. And he might be their best center. Sometimes he <laughs> sometimes, is. Yeah. Uh, definitely at sometimes. I just thought he was great last night. And then, you know, Edwards came back. He's been kind of in and out of the lineup recently uh, with a hip pointer injury. Only nine points on 19 shots, but 11 assists, two steals. He was doing everything else out there. Just could not make a shot. So, I don't know. I think the fact that the Celtics are actually a top five offense. They've got a great starting lineup. I trust them a little bit more. But, you know... They were incredible at the start of the season last year, too, and then the same old Celtics showed up in the playoffs where it just kind of comes down to can they make three-pointers. I don't love that style of offense, but they look better this year. I love that the Wolves went and got that win last night in Dallas after the loss to the Pelicans. Like That, to me, is like the real makeup of a legit good team that could go quite deep uh, in the postseason because it's like, all right, let's bounce back. Let's buckle down and, yeah, get contributions from a guy like Nas Reed hitting all those threes was massive. But to, uh, to keep really... The Mavericks in check, 101 points. That's like nothing. 
in today's uh, NBA. Like they're the number one defense in the league. It's just the Celtics are probably yeah a little bit better uh, balanced team when it comes to the offense, where the Wolves you know probably middle of the pack when you're looking at offensive rating. But yeah, you can't go wrong with either. I think I lean towards Mavericks. Excuse me, the Wolves right now because I think 20, 25 games from now, I think the Celtics will probably pull away from teams maybe like Minnesota. But mm. for now, the case is to be made. The Wolves have had the best defense, although the Celtics are right up there. Yeah, they cool. are believing in their defense, but yeah, they're top six now in offense and defense, uh, both ends. And yeah, the, they've got the top four defense. Although, yeah, the Wolves is, is, is crazy. Nas Reed been playing on minimum contracts his entire career. Finally signed a big contract this offseason. And somehow he's gotten better. You'd think once you get your big contract, you just chill out a little bit. But this dude is shooting 39% from three. That's hard to do. And Luka Doncic, I think, wants a big on his team. Because after he lost to the Minnesota Bulls and Nas Reed, he just commented in the press conference, oh, Nas Reed, he's really good. He's hooping out there. <laughs> he's hooping. This, not, the, the, this backup center for the Wolves, he noticed that. Um, he, yeah, he's play, he is playing sensationally well. You win a game where Anthony Edwards shot three for 19. Uh, it was yeah. a bad, bad ant game. Yeah, and you won it handily uh, over the Mavs there. Um, let's hear from everybody in the chat. You know, Celtics or Wolves, who's the best team in the league right now? And, of course, drop your Nas Reeds in the stream team, as you have to when his name comes up. All right, moving on here. In a stunning uh, refrain, I guess, from how the Bulls usually start games, they leaped out to a 33-8 to lead in the first quarter before holding on for the 124-116 win over Miami. It was just a game of runs. It was a wild one. The win stopped Chicago's two-game losing streak. And then meanwhile, in Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox scored 41 points as the Kings beat SGA and the Thunder 128-123. OKC sort of wasting a stellar performance there from uh, Shea, who finished with 43-9 and 6. So what you got? What was the wilder game? Was it the Bulls and Heat or the Thunder Kings? TK, you get us started. I didn't think the Bulls game was that wild. It was over. <laughs> that quickly. 30 30- Three to eight in the first quarter after a twenty to three Bulls run. There were zero lead changes in this game. Zero ties. The Heat would get close. They'd get close a lot of times. Kind yeah. of. I mean, they didn't even tie it. You know, they didn't get it within one possession. But they got close. They would go on. A, they had a twelve-one run. They had a fourteen-zero run right. in the first half. But then as soon as they got close. The Bulls just stretched it out. It was like uh, going around corners in Formula One skates, the concertina effect. You got to slow down just a little bit, but then you get to go faster (laughs) out of the apex. Wildest thing in this game was the Bulls had five turnovers in the entire game. Two in the second half, and Kobe White is on fire right now. He's getting in the mix for MIP here. 26 points, 11 assists, four threes, zero turnovers last night. And then Io DeSumo stepped into an opportunity when Alex Crusoe, I think he got stepped on by Vucevic. It was a weird ankle injury for him. And he, he had just come back, right? He just came back, yeah. yeah. And it looked like, usually it's like the guy who sprains their ankle steps on the foot. I think it was the other way around. Yeah. I think it was Vuce stepping on Caruso's ankle. But who knows if he'll be back. Nonetheless, didn't play much last night. But Io DeSumo, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 threes, 0 turnovers as well. Looked like the fastest guy on the court. Mm-hmm. And he was just blazing down uh, the court for the uh, Bulls. 5 wins in their last 7 games. Meanwhile, the Heat, they can only beat their division right now. They're like 5-0 and against the other teams in their division. They haven't played the Magic, the only other good team there. And then I think they are, what, like 5-9 and nine or something like that outside of the division. So they are getting a bump from playing some bad teams. Meanwhile, Thunder Kings... Two 40-point games. I think that's wilder. You agree? Well, yeah, it was it was an w- awesome game from SGA and De'Aaron Fox. I will say this. Even though that SGA had an incredible game, I think he did slow down 
by the Kings defense. He got slowed down a little bit. I thought the Keon Ellis game was fantastic. <laughs> that dude is playing. It is surprising with the Sacramento Kings. This guy is in his second season. He's a two-way player, but I think he's stolen Davion Mitchell's minutes off the bench because he plays defense and he can shoot the ball. He had a career-high seven threes in this game, raining down from three. Uh, but I, I, he has taken Davion Mitchell's minutes because he was – playing all of his minutes. Then he got hurt. So you think, okay, Damian Mitchell's getting his minutes back. But then he came back and he stole him again. Uh, these are his. He went to Bama, came out, and he's just played better and better and better. Even though, again, Shea was awesome. Uh, he did make Shea Gilders Alexander work. He went out there uh, and and did slow him down a little bit. So respect to that guy, respect to the Kings. I think he is, he's going to be there uh as games go on, he'll be there as, as, to compliment De'Aaron Fox as the big wing that can guard the other team's best player. I loved your tweet last night, Trey Kirby, uh, a photo of Io and Kobe White and the old meme of like, uh, you know, you got the blurry photo there. It looks like it might be MJ and Pippen, but you put the glasses on and wow. Not last night. It's Kobe White and Io. Uh, that was pretty special. The Heat are missing Bam Adebayo. He is such a difference maker uh, to that team. So they're really missing him. Thunder Kings is probably the wilder game though. I just felt like... Uh, I felt like Richard Williams, I think, watching SGA and Fox go at it. Mm. I'm talking about the father of uh, Serena and Venus Williams. That must have been what it felt like for Richard watching those two, his two daughters in the U.S. Open final and all those Grand Slam finals going at it. It's like, wow, my God, these guys are just scoring, catching fire at will. They find the angles, both of them. They're obviously like, you know, Fox is super, super quick and SGA is fast, but he's like more slippery and, and it's just like a tough, tough cover. That was a blast to watch. Really entertaining game. Two good teams, too, that, you know, I guess they probably have plans to win playoff series. Like, this year, I know Casey wants to get in and get reps, but they're so good that maybe uh, they think they could beat somebody in a first-round series. So, that was a good game. I'll probably go with that one. But, nice win from the Bulls, man. They are they're cooking right now. They look good. They look like a real team, which is uh, more than you can say for a lot of these teams in the league right now. All right, final one here in What You Got. James Harden scored his 25,000 career point while racking up a season-high 28 points and 15 assists. Kawhi added 27. Clippers, sixth straight victory, 121-113 over the slumping Golden State Warriors. And before the game, Steve Kerr offered his perspective on Draymond Green's indefinite suspension. He said he's hopeful Green gets the help he needs and the Warriors organization is going to support him and all that. So, Clippers, good on you. Really, really good game from, again, James Harden. Kawhi's still rolling. But let's talk Warriors here. What should the Warriors do here, Tass, in what you got? Should they stay the course, or should they really look to blow it up, meaning move one of their core pieces? What do you think? I think they got to stay the course, especially for us content makers. It'll be fun if they just sort of implode. But I actually think that they're going to do all right. Look at, look at this game. They took this game down to the wire. Steph was not Steph. He was 5 of 17 in this game. They're starting Brandon Pojemski over Andrew Wiggins, who's sitting on the bench right now. But they go down to the wire because they want their stars, their, their old coach, obviously, and Steve Kerr. They want to make this the last dance. And I think Clay has actually been looking better than he did at the beginning of the season. He dropped 30 in this game. And yeah, he had a cold night versus Phoenix. The. Uh, the punch and where it happened. But before then, 5 of 8, he had 20 game, 20 points, the 5 of 8 before that. So I think that this team wants to live. As you said, the Kerr thing, you know, they are calling into Draymond Green to help them to be this last dance. He said, you know, the one who choked Rudy, 
the one who had a wild flail, the one who punched Jordan last year, that's the guy who needs to change. So they're calling him out, and Curry said the conversations yesterday, he can't keep doing what he's doing. He knows that, we know that, everybody knows that. I think the tone has changed from any other suspension. So as we talked about with that indefinite suspension, because it is different, maybe, maybe it sets a tone uh, with Draymond Green and everybody there to just... Go for it one last time. This is going to be the last dance. If they do it. <laughs> this last dance feels like the last dance when the lights came on at the bar. And it's uh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> last season was the last dance. They yeah. They yeah. yeah. keep going. For you it. got face still. I mean, they're old, they're expensive, and they're bad. They're 10 and 14 and now 11th in the Western Conference. And we don't know when Draymond Green, of course, is coming back. They're making moves. You're right. Pajemski into the starting lineup. Uh, you know, Kaminga, of course, in there with Draymond. Um, missing time but in the end they still lose uh, and it's gonna like it feels like curry's gonna have to do like the old 40 point games here to get them some victories here but what do you think trey what would you do if you're the warriors here they gotta look at trading guys but blow it up isn't the right phrase because they shouldn't trade steph curry duh they can't trade draymond who's trading for draymond at this point right now the guy's like on a hundred million dollar three-year contract and he can't stay on the court on a good team or an allegedly good team and then the question, I guess, is then Clay Thompson, right? Like, who are they going to get that's better than Clay Thompson? He makes $43 million this year. There aren't a lot of players that make that much money uh, to bring him back. I mean, there are some Bulls trades I was kicking around that they could pull off. I actually don't think that the Warriors would be interested in Levine Caruso and Lonzo for Clay and Chris Paul, but it makes him younger. And I think Levine has probably surpassed Clay at this point. So I don't know. It just seems like it's going to be tough. But they need a shakeup. I think they should trade Chris Paul, ultimately, is kind of what it comes down to. If they're going to start Brandon Pajemski, a smaller guy, obviously Curry is going to be playing. Moody has been good. Yep. They don't need yet another small guard. And maybe trading Chris Paul, he's on, what, like a $30 million contract? Perhaps you can find a couple of wings for $15 million. Or convince Wiggins to play basketball well again. That would be huge, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Clay and Wiggins being the guys that are second and third on the team in, in minutes and even pretty high when it comes to usage rate, they've just been, for the most part, outside of Clay, who did catch fire last night, I mean, you know, they've been some of their worst rotation players, especially Wiggins, which is like, I saw Hollinger write, like, it's sort of inexplicable how this guy has forgotten to play basketball at the age of 28. Like he's like Clay, you can at least make an excuse for. I mean, he's getting up there in age, all the injuries he's suffered in his career. What like you know, outside of like stuff that's happening off the court, which seemed to be an issue last year, maybe it's continued this year. It's like Wiggins has a seven point three per, under forty eight percent true shooting percentage. This guy was the second best player on their team that won the title, you know, mm-hmm. two years ago. Yep. So that's you know that's tough and again I think blow it up here in the lower third there really means the tearing down of the dynasty and yeah whether you let just Clay Thompson walk as a free agent or you try and trade him uh, at the deadline in his expiring contract same thing with Chris Paul like you said TK not that he was a part of the dynasty but yeah do you trade do you take trade calls for Wiggins and Looney and and just start over really with Curry (laughs) Curry and the kids do you just try that not that it'd be better but you you just the point is you can't be the most expensive payroll in the league and be ten and fourteen, right? Never a good spot, I would say. Not great, no. Yeah, uh, they should literally be. What is it? I can't even do the math now. Like fourteen and ten, if they just held some of these leads, they've been up really big yeah. in some of these games. Uh, I just hope that they have a great film crew in there 
and hope that they try and film the last dance and make this a documentary because I don't see them trading clay. And because he does have an expiring deal here, this could be the last season that he is there because somebody will give him a big contract at the end of the year. But Steve Kerr has also said, you old guys that can't play, you're sitting down. Andrew Wiggins, you're sitting down. You are going to be on the bench. Yeah. Brandon Pojemski is starting over Andrew Wiggins, which is crazy. I'm definitely worried about Wiggins and what he can become. But at the same time, when Dre comes back, they win this game. If Draymond, Draymond Green is playing this game, they almost won. And they literally went out to the wire. So they do win this game. So I, I do think this indefinite suspension will... Try and just make everybody dance together for one last time here. But you even possibly. think it's going to be quite a quite a suspension. I mean, yeah. possibly into the new year. Like, we're looking at another, I mean, I don't have the schedule in front of me, 10 to 20 games, I guess, is maybe what you're thinking that he could miss. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it's that much. But you're right, it's going to be I mean, missing a good amount of scheduled games. Yeah. That they're going to Point is, you win. might have be too far behind these teams to, yeah. to start, you know, I, of course, hosting a, a playoff series. Yeah, I think this old team that's won so many championships doesn't really care. Just will say, hey, play in tournament? <laughs> try us, buddy. Uh, so I, I think that's what they're, they're going to try and just get you, to that point. You still believe well, in well, the Warriors. Why not? We believe I mean, they, they did win a championship. Why like? Why not get into a play-in tournament team? Are you betting on other play-in tournament teams over this team? Lakers did exactly this last year. They were terrible the first half of the season. Something wasn't right with the mix. Mm -hmm. They shipped out Westbrook, and they made a run to the play-in tournament, and then they went to the finals, conference finals. Yeah, That's what they're hoping for. I yep. mean, that's what the Warriors' plan has to be right now. Yeah, but just hoping. To... The Lakers made moves. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. They made moves. They had to. Uh, did you have any more thoughts on what Kerr sort of said and, and, and Steph about the Draymond Green situation, uh, especially UTK? Uh, anything else to add to that as we just sort of wait to see how long he eventually will miss? I think it is kind of interesting that because Yusuf Nurkic started by saying this guy needs help, now all the Warriors are like, this guy needs help. I heard Chris Vernon making the point on the mismatch. Steve Kerr is saying that the Draymond who punched Jordan Poole, who stomped on Sabonis, who headlocked Rudy Gobert, who punched Yusuf Nurkic, that guy needs to change. And Chris Vernon's saying he's been the same guy since he came into the league. So what is the change going to be? Or is there actually something that's happening off court right. that has uh, sent Draymond into a little bit of a tailspin here? We haven't really gotten the full story on Wiggins' disappearance uh, last year. So I assume we probably will not again uh, for the Warriors here. But... This is, it's just sad, honestly, the way that it's happening with Draymond, because if you're an NBA sicko or if you're a Warriors fan, you'll remember that he was one of the greatest defensive players of his generation and his mind meld with Curry is what made the Warriors special on both ends mm -hmm. of the court. But if you're just an NBA fan or a casual sports fan, the only thing you remember about Draymond Green is all of the incidents. Mm -hmm. People are just going to think that he was Ron Artest out there when he's actually a Hall of Fame player, but at this point... It's like neck and neck, his basketball skills and his off-court incidents, or on-court incidents, I suppose. Yeah, I wonder how much these guys in the locker room that have gone to championships with him like him. <laughs> I just, I, I can't wait to find out. But looking at last year when he punched Jordan Poole in the face, they did rally around the troops, they did get to the playoffs, they did take the Kings seven games, it was a fun series. So they could just be looking at each other and say, one last time. Just one last time. Let's do this one last time. And that's what it would be. It would be one last time. Or some might not want to be there. Like Chris Paul was talking to Kawhi Leonard after this game on the court. Kawhi Leonard 
very strange move, covering his mouth, but there was a camera on the side of him. So he's covering his mouth and you could literally, the camera could literally see everything coming out of his mouth. I'm sure if you really want to read his mouth, you could. So maybe Chris Paul says, is saying, come on, bring, bring me back. Let me be, let me be a pointer. Cause he's, cause he's played all right uh, for the, the Warriors, you know, although he's older. So I don't know. This is a weird one, but they're also in a, a horrible conference in that getting into the play in tournament is hard. You'd rather be in the East because the, the, the seven, eight, nine, ten teams right now they could propel over and go into the playoffs. Yeah. But there's so many good teams yeah. uh, in this Western Conference. It's interesting you bring up the Jordan pool punch because a lot of people are thinking the Warriors actually lost a bunch of leverage or any leverage in holding Green accountable when they failed really to punish him at all for that, uh, and that that has maybe led to this slippery slope of like if they had maybe you know again penalized him for punching a teammate. Uh, that that maybe none of this stuff happens. Who knows? It's it's impossible to say. But uh, it's sort of a lot of people want to go back to that Jordan Poole incident and say, "Ooh, you you maybe botched it there from the Warrior side of things, from the organizational side of things, in trying to keep the guy sort of a little bit under control." Maybe some truth to that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I don't know. It's a they didn't punish him at all uh, no. for that, and then they hung it on Jordan Poole being the reason that the season went poorly. I don't think that was the reason, uh, frankly, uh, because the same thing happened with the same guy a year later. Um, so I don't know. I don't even know what I was saying, but it's just uh, it's frustrating stuff. Like, it's just nonsense from Draymond, to mm-hmm. be quite honest. And uh, the way he talks about it, too, is like out of both sides of his mouth. He's like, I only apologize if I do something on accident. But then he also was like, I didn't realize I choked Rudy Gobert as long as I did. Yeah. Did he apologize for choking him too long? No way. Mm-hmm. No, he was happy to do that. But yeah. the other thing is, it's not just the Warriors. After the Rudy Gobert incident, there was a lot of people in media who are like, well, yeah, Rudy came over and touched Clay Thompson. He Draymond was just doing the exact same thing. You're not hearing former players sticking up for Draymond right now. No. All right, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to play a little fill in the blank and, and look at some trades we want to see happen, some interesting award races, and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Okay, here in the Classic Factory, hit the like button, subscribe, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Got a bunch of fun topics for everyone to tackle here, and we'll do it with fill, them, fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Fill it in. Fill it. Fill it in, boys. Happy slop season to finally, all of you finally, today. Man, who finally. celebrate. Yes, today, December 15th, an important day. For NBA teams, it's the date many of the players who agreed to free agent deals over the summer are eligible to be moved. So you can just have a lot more names to throw into the trade machine. And so let's do it here. Guys, first one. One trade you'd like to see happen is blank. The Toronto Raptors finally say, OG Ananobi, we don't want to pay a monster contract this offseason, so we're going to trade you. You remember when you used to play college at Indiana? Well, you're going to the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> and uh, in hopes for them, they get a couple first-round picks back. 
plus Buddy Heald, because Buddy can shoot that ball. But really, OG is needed on the Indiana Pacers. He would be phenomenal there. They need somebody who can play defense the way that guy can stop anybody, and he can shoot the three ball. And they'd be willing to pay more than the Toronto Raptors would this offseason. I'm just not sure the Raptors, as a Raptors backer, want to do the same thing over and over and over again and say, okay, we got Siakam, we got Barnes, we got OG, let's try it again and maybe be a 500 team. They should try and move and get great picks to actually be a different team. And so OG is actually going to be a great three-point shooter, but because they shoot so many threes, I think he'll actually be better dribbling the ball than he has been with the Toronto Raptors because they have so much space out there. And he's been, he's been really, really phenomenal uh, at taking guys away on the defensive end. So we watched them you know, get spun all around against the Lakers. LeBron was just going against Obi Toppin, against whoever. OG would be a great guy. Uh, so I think they finally say we're not going to pay a max contract, but the, the Pacers might. So uh-huh. you're saying Buddy Heald, let's say two future first-round picks uh, for OG and Anobi. Because yeah. the contracts work. They make about the same money. Uh, Buddy Heald expiring deal. So that would be good from the Raptors side of things. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, OG, we think, will probably test free agency. I mean, he all but will. Yeah, and I think the two first-round picks is all you're going to get for OG and Anobi. I know we've looked at it for the past few years. They said no to Kevin Durant. We're not giving you Scotty Barnes. What, 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 are, what are you going to What are you going to give us? And it would just not be enough because Masai Ujiri reportedly wanted three picks for OG Ananobi. I heard it was 30. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But okay, a couple picks. A couple couple is the max. Uh, He fits well with the Pacers. So I I think this might be the year. I think this might be the year the Raptors finally give up because are they going to pay him more than other teams? I don't think so. Well, it might be this debate between who do the Raptors want to pay moving forward if they have to pick between OG and Siakam. (laughs) that's, Maybe that's a, you know a potential decision. Maybe they don't pay either of them. Yeah, um, and do either of them want to stay there? Right, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you fill in the blank. What's the trade you'd like to see? <laughs> you fill in the blank. <laughs> uh, I want to see Zach Levine get traded. Sure. Specifically to the Los Angeles Lakers. That's where he wants to go. Yeah. Everybody's known it for literally years. Uh, the guy loves it. Uh, it'd be cool to see if he can actually help a contending team. You know, the one time he's had a full decent team around him, Levine was good. And the Bulls were good. It can happen. But honestly, the Bulls and the Raptors are at the top of the list because I think we've been talking about them at every slop season. <laughs> definitely this season. Definitely last season. You could probably even stretch it back. Um, so one of those needs to happen. And I'll even throw John Collins into the mix. I could not believe oh it, Skeets. I saw Andy Larson saying that John Collins is back on the trade block, man. It took forever for this guy to get out of Atlanta. He hasn't done much for the Jazz. The Jazz are struggling, and Collins is on a pretty big contract, so it feels like we're talking Collins slop once again. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's wild, man. Sam Vecini at The Athletic uh, today, I believe, released his NBA trade board for, for this season. Uh, the first five names at the top of the board when it comes to trade season here they're either Raptors players or Bulls players. Totally. <laughs> it goes Siakam, OG, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Alex Caruso. Um, so, yeah. Will one of our teams finally make a move? And will we fire up the emergency podcast? You can bet your ass we will. Uh, and then, just to fill out the top ten, Boyan Bogdanovich of the Pistons, Sam Vecini has, Buddy Hield, 
Tess, there you go. Got you just included in a potential trade of the Raptors. Kelly Olenek, Gordon Hayward, and Tyus Jones. Sort of starts to fall off a little bit there after your uh, top five or six. Right. Kelly Olenek. I know we talk about him every single <laughs> yes, season. Yes, we do. Come yeah, on. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yep. listening to Luca talk in the press conference yesterday, I think he does want a big to help out Derek Lively, just to have an oldie back there instead of Dwight Powell running it back again or JaVale McGee or whoever. I think Kelly Olenek might be there just as somebody cheap. But the John Collins thing, I don't see him getting dealt. I, I know there's all, there's always rumors. He just got traded for a second-round pick, essentially. It was Rudy Gay uh, and, and second-round picks this past offseason. So I, I, I don't think that – what are they going to get for? What would the Jazz get for? I, I know the Jazz can just – tear things down and, and go for it again. But uh, I think this might be the first year that we don't talk about John Collins all that much. <laughs> and I read that article and I thought, come on. Collins for Wiggins? <laughs> Collins for Wiggins. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, yeah, the Warriors are probably saying yes at that point. It's not I'm terrible. Not sure the Jazz are. <laughs> That's nuts. I, yeah. mean, even... I mean, the Jazz are torn down right now. The Jazz yeah. are one of the worst teams in the league, but they're kind of flying under the radar because we've got even worse teams, but the Jazz are bad. They're not trying really to win right now. Um, and they've got a ton of picks coming from the Rigo Baron Donovan Mitchell yeah. trades. They are already torn down, so you can move off John Collins. He ain't the future. Uh, to merge the last segment of, uh, of what you got with this segment, fill in the blank when we're talking trades here, to then look forward to a tweet of the night. Trey Kirby with a great tweet here with the Bulls-Warriors trade hypothetical that you threw out that the people were ch- uh, commenting on who says no thank you fine sir <laughs> the bulls would acquire clay thompson and chris paul and the warriors would get zach levine lonzo ball and alex caruso picks could be uh, thrown into this potential deal what do you think about our guy tk throwing that out to the uh, to the twittersphere it's gonna be fun to talk about but i i don't think the warriors do it you wouldn't think so yeah Steve Kerr gets his guy, Alex Caruso. Gets scoring yeah, punch and Zach Alex. Levine. You know, Lonzo Ball. I mean, he's obviously not playing. You're moving off of Clay here. You know, you're saying, okay, you've been great, man. See you later, Captain. <laughs> Sailing the Lake Michigan seas. <laughs> I actually kind of agree. I don't think the I yeah. think the Warriors would say no because to me they more so need wings and size than they need. I mean, Caruso's kind of there, and Levine is. Similar size to Clay Thompson, but I don't think he's enough of an upgrade that you're moving off a yeah. dynasty piece. What's yep. up? What's up, Wiggy? Wiggy is the guy that they must. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him. Yeah, yeah. You could look at the all the old guys on the on the Warriors and make some sense, but not the guy that's supposed to be in his prime. Right? Yeah, that, that is does perplexing. Every year. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on here. Fill in the blank. TK, you can go first here. Uh, most interesting awards race to you is what? Oh, it's got to be the MVP. It's the only one I care about uh, because it's going to be Embiid and Jokic again. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, Probably. Joel Embiid is having an incredible season. He's the leader uh, with regards to basketball references, MVP tracker. Uh, I believe he's still leading the league in scoring right now. 33.8 points per, ga- per game, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. He's passing the ball better than he ever has. He's shooting 52% from the field. And everybody, myself included, thought the 76ers were going to be brutal this year. And they've been one of the five best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Embiid, we didn't consider him a realistic MVP candidate coming into the season because of the way everything ended uh, with James Harden there in the playoffs last year, not knowing what they were going to look like this season. But Embiid 
probably should be the leader for MVP right now. He has been ridiculously good. He's, he's scoring almost 34 points a game. Um, so he's going to lead the league in scoring for the third straight year. And he's only sat out three games. Uh, and we know the new rule is 65 games or more you must play. So three games through the first quarter of the season, I think they're all doing math there. Okay, maybe you'll sit 12. That's cool. Uh, and you can still win it. Um, they have been good. And Tyrese Maxey has been uh, really, really good beside him. But he is, yeah, he is just dominating. And he's healthy. And I know he wants to get into the playoffs healthy, so he will sit games. But he'll probably play enough. Yeah, You probably. would think so. If he, I mean, especially if he wants to try and get an MVP. You got to at this point. Um <laughs> Be sort of poetic if uh, Embiid picks up his second, Jokic already has two, Giannis already has two. I mean, that's a fun little uh, little uh, narrative there, I guess. Moving forward, who would be the race to three between those three giants? <laughs> you know, Shea Gildas Alexander is like trying to like bump in here. Obviously, Halliburton with the way the Pacers have played, Jason Tatum on one of the best teams in the league. Um, you know, maybe not the stats to match some of those those uh, centers there, but he's right there in the mix too. So MVP, do you have another race? That's intriguing, or is it just that one? Yeah, I like the Rookie of the Year. I think it's fun to see Chet and Wemby because they keep bouncing over each other constantly. One week you'll get a great Wemby, then you'll get a great Chet. Uh, And you have huge plays from Chet, tying up uh, the Warriors and sending to overtime twice already this season, right at the buzzer. Uh, He's had incredible stats, incredible numbers, blocking people, and incredible memes. He himself posted the mom-made pizza rolls meme uh, beside uh, Harden and Durant, the old one, awesome. when, when he hit big shots. But uh, Wembenyama has also just been so ridiculously fun to watch. Yeah. Earlier this week, it looked like he displaced his freaking whole foot. Like, he turned over on yeah. his ankle and... Gross. He was fine. It's all that yoga, baby. Yeah. This guy's bendy. <laughs> he is stretchy. He, he is, he, his body is like nobody else's at that height. He just he just kept running. And then he had a Lakers game that where he was so good up against Anthony Davis this week. And, and we didn't talk about it because we got so many other things to talk about. But he had 30 points. Alley put back dunk, 13 boards. He was blocking everybody. He pinned Austin Reeves in that game. He had six blocks, hitting threes. So I think that's a pretty fun one as well. Yeah, he's on a tear right now, Weminyama is. His last three games, he had 21-20 and with four assists, four blocks against the Bulls. Then he had 15 points, okay, but 18 boards, three assists, five blocks against the Rockets. And then he had 30 points, 13 boards, two assists, and six blocks, like you said, along with three steals against mm-hmm. the Lakers. Uh, Weminyama is going to win Rookie of the Year. Um, but Chet's keeping it close. And, again, it's going to be sort of fun because we never do this with Rookie of the Year. The idea that one guy will be contributing to a winning team, in theory, in the Thunder, Chet, uh-huh. And then Weminyama is going to be on one of the worst teams in the league, but we'll have monster numbers, and we won't usually care about that when we're picking Rookie of the Year, but maybe there'll be a weird debate this year. But I think Wemby will ultimately win and be deserving, but it's a great race. You're right. MVP and ROI. Who won The it? two best ones. Last year, my brain's not working right now. Uh, Paolo. Paolo. Yeah. Like, I, think that, yeah I think they looked a little bit into the wins and losses last year with that one. Just a little bit. Because Jalen Williams... Didn't he finish second? The, 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 diff- yeah, the difference, though, is like, I mean, the Thunder could be a 50-win team, and yeah. the Spurs could be a 10-win <laughs> team, and it's a pretty drastic point uh, win-loss difference. Yeah. So maybe That's it's uh, illustrated a little bit more there. Yeah, and and I think 
uh, Chet Holmgren's numbers get hurt a little bit because he doesn't have to shoot because his team is so good because they have they're, they're so deep. So last night he had two points going into halftime, but he had 12 in the second half and looked pretty damn good. 14, 11, and three blocks. So maybe his numbers aren't going to be as good as Wembenyama yeah. in the end. Uh, all right, next one here. Uh, this was uh, came in by a guy named Grish. Uh, he wanted us to talk about some teams or players that we don't talk a lot about, and we made it a fill-in-the-blank question. Tass, what is a player or team that deserves more love or we haven't talked enough about? Who would you fill that blank? We have been talking about the Houston Rockets, but we haven't talked about them enough just because their road record looked poopy uh, for a while. They're winless on the road for a while, but they're eleven and one at home. That's the best road record. I'm sorry, that's the best home record in the Western Conference. Eleven and one. Mm-hmm. That's a ridiculous. And their point differential is better than the Lakers, the Mavs, the Nuggets, the Suns. That's damn good. And they're fighting for a playoff spot. That is. More than you could have thought about coming into this season. But for most people, they just went and got Fred Van Vliet. They got Dylan Brooks. Okay, this team is just going to end up 11th at the most. Yeah. But they're actually fighting for teams. And and they're fun to watch for me because uh, they got so many good young players. You know, Shingun could be most improved player. Uh, Jabari Smith is awesome. They sit him in the fourth quarter sometimes because they like their Jeff Green coming off the bench. Tari Eason is awesome coming off <laughs> yeah, the bench. Yeah, he's had a couple he really good. good games recently. Yeah. yeah, and so it's really interesting to see what they'll become. Jalen Green has taken on a different role. He's stunk in clutch time because uh, they go to Fred, who's second in minutes in played. They like playing their old guys. Uh, Dylan Brooks has been really good. Surprisingly, he's worth every single penny. I wonder if the Grizzlies regret not paying that guy. But they're just they're, there's a lot of good pieces there, and they're going to be a tough out if they make the postseason. Uh, and they are showing that they could. The Houston freaking Rockets at twelve and nine right now. TK, where are you going? I was pretty dumb with this answer, Skeets, because oh, wait, 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 I put wait. in the players that I wanted to talk about that we never talk about, and then I realized they all played last night. So we <laughs> just like, talked about We got to talk about Jason Tatum and the Celtics, bro. <laughs> <laughs> best team in the league, best player on the best team, never gets brought up in MVP discussions, <laughs> even though, like Tess said, he's gotten better as well. Yeah. I don't get it. Carl Anthony Towns, another guy we should talk about, he said... I'll be better if I'm the number two. And now he's the number two, and the Timberwolves are awesome. Guess what? We talked about that as well (laughs) earlier. But this one luckily slipped under the radar, and I know Grish is going to love this. Okay. The Cleveland Cavaliers are bad. (laughs) What's going on? I know he wants me to talk about Donovan Mitchell. He's the only guy playing well offensively. They're 24th in offense right now. I think they've lost three straight games. uh, Three straight losses after three straight wins. The mix is just off. I don't know. that. Did they catch teams by surprise last year? I didn't feel like that. It seemed like they had something mm-hmm. uh, with their defense, with Mobley and Allen. I know both of those guys have been banged up, haven't been able to be on the court together a whole lot this season. But you would kind of think that would actually help the offense mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. But it's basically been Mitchell heroics. Garland, I don't think, is having a great season. They brought in Max Struess, and he's been exactly what they asked for. Shooting the three well, shooting the three a lot, doing a little bit more outside of just being a shooter as well. But for some reason, they're worse than last year. And I thought this was a team that was going to pick up after last season and just continue at least having regular season success. Yeah, they're they're a weird team to figure out. They are weird. Uh, you'd think with Donovan Mitchell after getting traded from Utah that he'd just have this all figured out in terms of being the lead guy on a team. And, yeah, I know he gets some love. 
I know our buddy Grish wanted to talk about him because <laughs> he has good games from here and there, but he's not having an incredible season. He's not shooting all that well uh, from the floor. There is a chemistry issue. They are 13 and 12. It's not, I don't think they're horrendous. They have had tough losses, but uh, I expected more growth. I expected more growth offensively from Mobley. It hasn't necessarily happened. They are a tough team to go and score against because their defense is pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, they, their chemistry ain't there. It ain't there. Yeah. We thought they would just continue to, to keep growing. Like, you know, two years ago, 44 wins, then 51 wins last year. And, yeah, now they're like a 500 team. And they sort of, like, when you watch them, they feel like that. Um, JB Biggerstaff, probably on a hot seat, I would think, with a team like – that has a solid rotation. They should be better than this. He's been there for a while. Sort of caught me by surprise how long he sort of coached the Cleveland Cavaliers at this point. Um, I think if we were doing a fill-in-the-blank, like, yeah, which coaches are on the hot seat, he'd probably be on the short list. Yeah. In just terms of, like, maybe just bringing in a new voice and shake it up a bit, maybe that gets them going. But, yeah. yeah. And check up the offense. It's not good. <laughs> and if this was a bad offense, the one that uh, the Knicks were able to beat in the postseason last year. They just don't look all that good in terms of sharing the ball and moving it. I'll show some love to uh, to a rookie that we don't talk about a lot uh, for good reason because his team stinks. But uh, Wizards rookie Bilal Koulibaly, he's done really good. There he's we go. He's 19 years old. He's averaging nine four and two. Plays pretty solid defense for again a kid his age. Shooting 53 percent from the floor, 43 percent from deep on about three. Three-point attempts per game, you know that'll tick up as his uh, NBA career goes on. He plays minutes for them, like he's—he's he's, like you can have him out there, and he's not hurting you. Um, he, again, you know you're gonna look at his plus-minus and go, "What? This guy sucks." Well, I mean, he's, they get hammered by everybody, but I don't think he's to blame. He's actually fifth among the rookies when it comes to minutes played per game. It's Brandon Miller and Wemby playing over 30 minutes a game, and then it's. Hawkes Jr. and Asar Thompson for the Pistons, and then it's Koulibaly. Those guys play around 27, 28. But I mean. The Wizards have drafted quite poorly for a long time here. I think they got one. I think they may have successfully got a, a, a future, you know, maybe an all-star in the making down the line three, four, or five years from now. Because a lot of these picks they've had before. <laughs> your Johnny Davises, <laughs> even your Kisperts, you know. Kisperts fine. Fine, he's fine. fine. Yeah, guy. but he's drafted, what, top ten pick? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they got one here, I think, in Koulibaly. He's he better at offense good. than I thought he was. Yeah, gonna. yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. He can he can shoot the three pretty good. Looks looks okay. Uh, all right, next one here. Uh, wildest stat from the first fifty days of the season is where are you going, TK? Kawhi Leonard has played twenty four of twenty four games. Woo, Nobody wild. thought that would be the case. No, no. Um, so shout out to the PPP. It's actually working, and apparently the PRP, if that's what he had done to his knee, because it was a slow start for Kawhi Leonard. But this guy is straight up balling right now, and he's playing every single game. Paul George just missed his first game uh, last night. So those were the two guys who were like under the biggest microscope, I think, with regards to the player participation policy. And they've been showing up every single night. Slow start to the James Harden era, but they have figured out how to play together pretty quickly. Yep. Every time the player participant policy comes up just say ppp yeah the piece it is it is <laughs> just tough. say fast ppp um or i you know i still like calling it the lm the load management every time people talk about it or every every time a media wants to talk about it wants to report on it the photo is always Kawhi and paul george yeah, yeah. always yeah they're the poster boys for it or they were yeah. they were they actually are playing basketball this season and playing it well uh where are you going for this one though wildest stat I found this a wild stat. I know we give Orlando a lot of love because they deserve it, but eight of their first-round picks 
are on the team. Eight, eight first-round picks of theirs is playing or playing basketball on their team. I thought that's a lot. Uh, more than half their rotation is just their guys. That's, you know, yeah. you'd think they traded Mo Bamba. They used to have Aaron Gordon or Victor Oladipo or Mario Hazonia, but those guys are all gone. Yeah. Now it's Boncaro, Franz Wagner, Cole Anthony. You know, could be six man. Jalen Suggs, mm-hmm. and then Jonathan Isaac, and then guys who play a little bit less. Trumo KK, Anthony Black, and Jet Howard, who were just drafted. Right, right. So that's eight. That's the uh, but it's the <laughs> highest in the NBA, and they're playing all right. Yeah, they're playing not all right. Really, really, really good basketball. Uh, the wildest stat from the first fifty days of the season for me is that uh, in their last fifty-five games combined. The triumphant of poop, the Pistons, the Spurs, and the Wizards are a combined 1-54. Those three teams are 1-54 in their last 55 games. The Pistons have lost 21 straight, the Spurs have lost 18 in a row, and the Wizards are 1-15 in their last 16. The one win? Against the Pistons. It's got to be against one On November 27th. It's the only thing that makes sense. The last win for... Any of those three teams against another team that wasn't them was against the Hornets back on, like, November 8th. <laughs> One and 54 of these three teams. This this is nuts. I think that's when we made uh, the nut dust. <laughs> that was I when think uh, I think right. the Wizards beat the Hornets. I said, oh, the Hornets will definitely have more wins. And Lamella was playing well then. And uh, now he's out. Uh, but, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy how bad these teams are. I mean, a 21-game losing streak, that's up there for wildest stats. And yeah, the Wizards, man, they're three and twenty, but they're not Detroit and San Antonio. So they're like, all right, we're living the life. <laughs> but, that's, but that's crazy. The Pistons, that's crazy, man. The, the Wizards are one game better than the Pistons. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I, I did see that uh, these three teams, again, the Pistons, Spurs, and Wizards, they all start to play each other. Like oh, in yeah. early January, oh, yeah. there's like a week or two where they they see each other a lot on the schedule. Ooh. So we're really gonna decide who's like the worst of the worst. Um, but that's crazy. I, I just can't believe that we have three we have three teams right now in the running as the worst team of all time. Like yeah. knocking on the yeah. door at least. Nuts. But uh, I do like getting to follow Kofi on Twitter. He's a yes, he's the rare cool. Pistons fan out there and he's just memeing hard. Yeah. He was sitting on a couch talking to Eeyore about the Pistons losing <laughs> streak I saw. He's like, We've had more than a quarter of the whole season losses. 21 straight losses. Yeah. It's more than a quarter of the season. Detroit started 2-1. and one. <laughs> Yeah, they beat the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> they were hot. They were hot. Ugh. They were hot. Okay, final one here. We can make this quick. Uh, just to, to put a button on the in-season tournament, I just want to know one thing you would tweak about the in-season tournament. Fill in that blank. What would it be? I think they got to keep the in-season tournament games locked into one night a week. Just so you can promote it, be excited for it, know that it's coming. You didn't like the Tuesdays and Fridays? I mean, for us, because we're sickos, yeah. But I'm sure a lot of people were confused. Some people had games on Tuesdays, and then some on Fridays, they just didn't play. Like they, You would just know that your games are coming Tuesday. And, you, and as, as a league, you can say Tuesday night, you just know that it's a big night. Friday night, Saturday night, it could be any of those things. Right. I think it just makes things a little less confusing. I, I know some fan bases... We're wondering when the hell do we play? Uh, if it's if it's just one night, I think it helps. Wouldn't it take and longer crazy. though? 
to uh, eventually yeah, gotta... get to the knockout round and stuff like that. Not saying it's a bad thing, maybe. But... No, I think the schedule sickos can figure it out. I think uh, fifteen you... game nights every Tuesday. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> we did a lot of that already. Feels like we've had a lot of thirteen, yeah, exactly. fourteen game nights. I think you could do it. The season starts, you know, mid October. You basically just have to play four games until early December, and then you know, go have some crazy fun in Las Vegas. Uh, so after a couple of weeks, they just start every Saturday. We got our in-season tournament games. Here we go. I think it could be exciting. Saturday's a good a good move as well. I think. Okay. Uh, what about you, Trey? A tweak you'd like to see? They can't start a game at 2 p.m. local time in Las Vegas. <laughs> okay. That's the number one tweak. That was the best game of the in-season tournament, and I haven't seen the ratings, but I guarantee it's the lowest-rated game. It was. Right. It was 1.8. That was just ridiculous start mm-hmm. time. <laughs> 2 p.m. local. I mean, 5 p.m. Eastern. That's a bad start time. 2 p.m. local is worse. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with, just call it the NBA Cup. In-season tournament. I know they didn't really know what to really call it. You see NBA Cup thrown around a lot. People seem to like that more. Eh, just just make the move already. Just pivot to that. Because I was thinking, this Lakers banner that they're going to hang, is it going to say in-season tournament? Probably. Yeah. And then what happens if they move to calling it NBA Cup? Will they go back and edit the banner? <laughs> If the Lakers win another one in three years, we'll just say NBA Cup or whatever it's called at that point. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Just go with it now. I think they've already decided to change it to NBA Cup. Yeah. yeah. I think, as, as we know, I'm Silver, I'm sure, said Lakers hang a banner. But don't put in-season tournament on <laughs> you it. You don't think it'll say it? <laughs> no, I think, I think he, he got in their ear and Maybe. said, let's freaking do this. Let's call it NBA Cup. Okay. I'm sure he wants to as a soccer man. To call it something like an FA Cup or whatever they have been called abroad. Yeah. And uh, this isn't a tweak about the in-season tournament as much as it's something we should pull from the in-season tournament. Um, we got to just put a bunch of money on the line for the dunk contest winner. Because it inspires these guys to go out and try a little harder. Uh, I know they get something already, but let's up the ante there and try and get the the best dunkers in there for whatever it is. We've said before Drake should be the one putting up a million dollars and come save the dunk contest. Uh, but look, the prize pool definitely inspired these guys to play a little bit harder, along with the competition factor and the idea that you want to win this cup and all that. But just do it. Just take that and throw it in there. Either either a brand, like a sponsor, or Drake, or, <laughs> or the NBA themselves. They've got the money. They could do this. Saw Drake hitting some layups recently <laughs> on his Instagram account. Because yeah. no dunks follows him. Oh, we do? <laughs> yeah, so I saw that. Nice layups he made. Really nice Is he layups. a lefty? I can't remember. I couldn't tell you. I don't, I don't think so. No? Okay. I don't think okay. so, but I don't remember. Okay. It was just a, just a cam. It's like he put the camera down. You know, you put your camera down at somewhere in a basketball court, somewhere in a, in a huge gym, and just keep shooting shots. It was the same clip. It wasn't like cut or anything. But he was, was shooting just... layups? Yeah, it was so strange. <laughs> I mean, I understand maybe seeing layups. somebody shoot jumpers or nope. threes, but... No, nope. he just put the camera down, okay. just me Doing the mic and drill. Banking it. All right. All right, we got to take uh, one more break. Uh, when we come back, some tweets of the night and rapid fire fun. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, 
or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, if you're wondering what we do during the break, we are watching Drake and this uh, layup package here in a beautiful location. I don't know where he is. This looks but great. Looks gorgeous. Not bad. What do you think? I watched the full basketball clip and he didn't miss. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of jumpers in there. Yeah, there were some. There yeah, were some, some jumpers, jumpers. some uh, <laughs> one-legged Dirk fadeaways. <laughs> and then the second and third slides, JD, you're going to love this. Pickleball. Mm. <laughs> That's how he stays fit. <laughs> so we put out like a minute clip of him just shooting around out in the out in the beautiful rainforest and then just a still image of him playing some dude in pickleball. <laughs> Talk about burying the lead. Yeah, Holy. For, sure, for sure. You got to put that first in the carousel, yeah. is what you're Okay, it looks like he's in He looks good. He looks comfortable yeah. with the ball. I'll give him that. Yeah, he does. He, he looks he, he's he's got a trainer. <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to say he's, he's way better than I remember him yeah. being. So, all right, good on him. Okay, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Uh, I've got two uh, fun tweets of the night from two NBA media members. The first one's from Jared Weiss, at Jared Weiss NBA with The Athletic, uh, tweeted yesterday, Drew Holiday was asked for his take on the Giannis, you know, game ball situation. And Drew Holiday said, what happened? I got kids. (laughs) (laughs) Drew Holiday. Clueless to what went down there between the Pacers and the Bucks, because he's got kids. He's a busy man. So he didn't join the stampede down the hallway, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's I right. guess he wasn't out there when like Giannis was talking to Halliburton and Dame was just a bystander. No Drew to be seen. No, well, Drew's on the Celtics, so. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, man. I gotta you got on. kids. You got kids. I got kids. I got kids. What can I say? Oh, I'm too obsessed with Drake's pickleball game <laughs> to keep track with my real job. Uh, Drew Holiday's on the Celtics? Yeah. yeah we should yeah. talk about that more. <laughs> <laughs> we got another tweet uh, from Matt Moore at HP Basketball. I really liked this one last night. I asked Jokic a question about how to manage energy and effort on offense versus defense and that balance. He said, good question. And then Jokic turned to PR, checked his watch, and said, only took nine years. That's how long I've been covering him. <laughs> what a fucking zing from Jokic on Matt Moore. It's took a nine, nine year years, watch. Nine years for you to finally ask me a good question. Got him. That's pretty good. So, two good tweets there from uh, NBA media brethren. Yeah, I remember being at the NBA Finals for the first couple games. Matt Moore asked Jokic a question. Jokic hated it. <laughs> Jokic didn't. Uh, what did you say? Uh, he didn't want to answer the no, question. Do no. it again. Yeah, he likes giving it to Matt Moore. <laughs> so that's that's good stuff. Good tweet there from uh, at HP Basketball. Uh, okay, let's uh, wrap up this drop podcast with some rapid fire fun. TK's got the questions. Three of us have the answers. Tequila magnate George Clooney recently gave an interview to the Messenger to promote his new film, The Boys on the Boat. <laughs> Let the boys on the boat. <laughs> Let the boys paddle. <laughs> I'm not seeing this movie. <laughs> I don't know what it's about. I'm not seeing it. Oh, it's I can't see a movie it's called The, the Rowing Team. If it's about LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, I'll see it. <laughs> the boys on the banana boat. <laughs> it's a documentary. <laughs> Anyways, back to the question. It turns out George Clooney can't turn down a pickup hoops challenge. Quote Clooney. I still play. I don't play like I did. I'm 62. But every once in a while, one young guy wants to take a shot, and I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah, George! <laughs> Cook him! <laughs> Cook him. This guy with the most incredible name drop in this article. He's like, yeah, I was talking to Obama. We used to play a ton together, but neither of us play anymore. Every once in a while, a guy wants to challenge me, though, and I'll throw down with him. Skeets, what's something you'll never be able to resist? Ooh, um... Honestly, when there's, like... A ball around, I gotta throw it. I gotta chuck it. I gotta have it in my hands. I, I know Lee used to do that with a basketball, uh, but I'm talking any ball baseball, football, like a tennis ball, even a little mini basketball, of course. I, you know, I just wanna chuck it around. <laughs> That's a great point. I do. I do. I always have. I remember used to, I used to watch, like, uh, what was the, uh, the boomer show? Um, the NFL like highlight show that would always be on like of yeah. course Sunday nights. Yeah. I can't think of the name of it right now, but I would always have football. a football in my hands and just toss it around in the living room. What? <laughs> yeah, like pretend throw it on the couch and make diving catches. Yeah. That's fun. Man. Yeah, that I mean, really I've fun. done it my entire life and I continue to do it to this day. So You were doing it last week. You're throwing these bombs over uh, the side of a trampoline, getting somebody to catch them. That's the right. Side of a trampoline. Oh man, yeah, love, you know, <laughs> love having. You know, you guys have kids. Yeah, like my god, kids. Yeah, you want to chuck a ball around? Hell yeah, hell yeah. I'll, th- I'll play some pickle. Hell yeah, I'll throw you some bombs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, that's so like, if you come over and there's just a baseball sitting out. You'll want to play bare hand like, baseball catch? Like, I will want to <laughs> hold the ball and I'll, like, just... Work on your grips? Yeah, flip it around okay. my hands. You know, that's how I stay great on the diamond, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're really slick at the two-bag. <laughs> What's something you'll never be able to resist? Uh, well, like Clooney, I'm a magnate. I'm a dishwashing <laughs> magnate. I love washing dishes. Even before 
dinner starts and dinner is hot and it's on the table, I'm an idiot. I will keep <laughs> yes. washing dishes, yeah, keep wash washing it. every dish, uh, even though my food gets cold. It's really dumb. <laughs> um, but I just, everybody sitting at the table, I just love washing. I just need, need it empty. So there you go. Yeah. You Does your wife get upset with you? you oh, she hates yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like you. I do that too. I'm like washing dishes, and she's like, "Let's eat." I'm like, "I'd rather wash <laughs> <Let's> dishes." <laughs> uh, JD, what's something you'll never be able to resist? Uh, clicking on a video where someone's falling down—that's uh, every single one. That's my entire Instagram feed is just the for you page. It's just people falling down. I love it. I hate falling down. That's probably why. But I always—it's never not funny to me. That's it. Okay. Fall down yeah. videos. I mean, Classic. America's Funniest Home Videos, it's still on, I think, right? Is it? Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think so, yeah. yeah. Wow. Who's, big, who's... Yeah, there's a big host. It's not the same host, I don't think. It's, it's, no, it's, not. Not. it's another guy, uh, but, I mean, I'm just saying that there's a, a lot of people out there like you, JD, who love to see people fall down. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the best. invented YouTube. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really did. I mean, so these, like, this show's still on, but these aren't home videos anymore. Now they're, they're just, now they're just on your phone. That's a great yeah. question. Yeah. yeah. That used to be the charm, though. Yeah. Of the home video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alfonso Ribeiro is the host? Yeah, oh. that's right. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Yeah. Himself? Yeah. Wow. Cool. And I, I like it, especially when it's kids and it's like a, the parent, they don't even waver. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of times you'll see the camera sort of drop. As soon as a kid falls, the, the camera drops. Yeah. I respect the the parents that just stick with it, you know. Watch, they capture the yeah. aftermath. This might get us 10k on That's AFV. A- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> call in and vote. Speaking of call in, the Jazz's Colin Ooh. Sexton took Utah's box and one defense a little too far in a way against the Knicks, following his man Jalen Brunson completely out of bounds and down to the end of the bench on a possession earlier this week. Fellas, what's something you've taken too far? Uh, well, over the last couple months, um, I got back into collecting cards and specifically (laughs) rookie cards for Canadian NBA players. Like that was going to be what I collected. Okay. That's fun. I was having a blast. Of course, getting my SGAs and, you know, even Steve Nash's and even these like Matherins and Sharps and so on. But Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I I do have a Dylan Brooks, (laughs) Um, but it started to go too far. When I started like eBay searches for like Bill Wennington signed cards, and I got a Leo Routens '84, '85 star card, like now it's out of control. Like I'm trying to get one of every, uh-huh. uh, ro- a rookie card for every NBA Canadian player. But like I've got saved searches now for Trey Lyles cards, and, <laughs> and like just like insanity. So it's gotten out of hand. I'm having fun, but it's, it's I don't know. It's taken over my life here. If you get a Wennington, we can get it signed for sure. I already have it signed. I already have one. (laughs) And it's slapped. (laughs) Like, this is a problem. (laughs) Uh, You're also continuing something you used to do as well when you were younger. Yeah. You wanted those collections. Maybe. But I never never really really collected cards, but I opened packs and had a bunch of hockey cards growing up in Canada. Uh But, yeah, it's been fun to do. It's like... It's just like, honestly, it's a great time killer. Just be like, huh, just look on eBay for 20 minutes, see what new cards they have. But you know what I found out? Too many cards. <laughs> There's too many cards. There's a lot of them out there. Like, I know the 90s was the junk wax era. There were there were too many cards made then. Man, I don't know. I think now there's too many. Like too many different brands. Well, no, it's like not even brands. It's like 
they have a thousand parallels for like one card. So it's like there's a yeah, there's a blue border, there's a green border, there's a shimmer, there's a prism, there's a blah blah, there's like just give me one. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll throw it in a slab. I'll throw it in a slab and collect them all. What kind of slab are we talking for, Bill Wennington? It's in a PSA slab. It was graded. Somebody, somebody signed. Uh, he signed it, and then it was sent into PSA. And I think it's a, I think it's a ten. <laughs> I think it's gem. <laughs> anyway, it's hey, look, it's gone too far. Now we're talking about it. You should answer. You should just move on here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll follow up on uh, the social media that JD was sort of getting at. Unfortunately. With the updated social media, I got the, I got a brand new phone, and this the new iOS for every single social media. It it sets you up so you block all the photos that you usually post, or any of your medias that you usually post. The setting is you actually have to go and pick each one that you want to post, uh-huh. instead of just saying. Oh, I know you're talking. So you gotta yeah, you gotta yeah. go back into Instagram and say yes, you can just share the photos. So even though oh. I go on all these social media. All these apps, and I do share them. Yeah, I'm so stubborn that I will not set it up. So I actually, if I want to share one photo, I gotta go. Oh yeah, I'll share. Okay, so I gotta go through. I gotta go through my photos. I gotta find that thing from six years ago and share it. It's hard work, um, but I'm doing it for some reason. Uh, so you have the brand new, I guess, iPhone. I, yeah. What are we at? Fifteen. Fifteen, baby. Mm. Yeah. I got to upgrade. It's good. Is it nice? It's yeah, really I got to upgrade, too. Yeah. Well, you're, you're having battery problems. I just problems. found out today my battery is <laughs> far too degraded. Uh-oh. That's what happens, sticking on 11. Something I've taken too far. <laughs> too many pictures on my phone. So stupid. Yeah. Why do you need 16,000 pictures on your phone? Oh, oh I got to look God. at this later. No, I never look at oh, it yeah. later. Literally never. JD, what's something you've taken <laughs> you too do far? It. You got to do it right now. Yeah. I just upgraded right. to the 15. 11, oh. 11, just like you, 11 to the 15. Oh. God. What a jump. What yeah. a jump. I have every WhatsApp photo that we've ever shared <laughs> on my library. I don't know how to turn it up. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. <laughs> it's God. such a good feeling such to turn that up. old when we're talking about our phones. Yeah. You go to WhatsApp <laughs> and you say, I don't want this. Done. Yeah. Okay. I now, have that. <laughs> show me after the show, <laughs> Tassie. Uh, something I've taken too far. When I was a kid, I hid in a closet for like two hours to scare my mother. Rachel brought this up to me wow. today. She thought it was well. The le- the family legend is four hours. There's no way I stood in a, a closet for four hours. But I was in grade one. So how old are you? I don't know, like six, 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 six or seven. so. And I just stood in the closet because I knew my mom was going to be going out at some point, and I wanted her to open the the closet and yeah. ha, you know. <laughs> but it's just. Did you have a camera set up so you could record it and try no, and get it? No, it was America's 1976 <laughs> or whatever. Oh, jeez. Oh, Pre-AFE. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it, w- it was a successful scare for sure. But I just, it's sociopathic. Like, I was like Fassbender in The Killer, you know, just fucking <laughs> listening to the Smiths, staring straight ahead, <laughs> waiting <laughs> for my mother to arrive and just scare the hell out of her. Okay. Did you That's ever awesome. do the uh, hiding in the circular clothing mm. rack at a department store no. back in the 80s or 90s? Oof. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You could just, just as a child, like, yeah. just disappear. Oh, yeah. like a whole world in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could set up shop, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was talking to Rachel about, like, imagine, you know, you guys have little kids. Imagine your kid just disappears for two hours and, like... Yeah, it just weird, doesn't man. happen anymore. No, you know happen. what I mean? You know, you always know where they are. But I could be gone for eight hours, and my mother would be like, "Oh, 
you're back, you know, <laughs> when I show you. up. Do you yeah. remember thinking, I've been in here a long time? Yeah. No, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to give up. I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Stubbornly <laughs> waited. Because, I, like, I thought she was about to leave, and then she, I guess she got distracted or whatever. Yeah. No, my, mine yeah. wasn't with my mom hiding on her, but I remember uh, a classic game of hide-and-go-seek. And I climbed a tree once, and I climbed very high into this tree. <laughs> and I just stayed up there, yeah. and it got to the point, like, they ga- they all gave up. Right. They were going inside to ask my mom where I am. <laughs> like, I've been abducted, I've been missing. Yeah. And, but and you're, you're just, but you're, like, them hearing all, right? everything, yeah, just, and you're yeah. like, ooh, this is good. It's How long good. do you go with it? <laughs> well, when they call the cops, I guess that's when, uh, when you, you give it up. Yeah. Oh, I wish everybody, you said, J.D., that kids aren't, out there for hours. Yeah, I wish everybody brought them back in because there's still some old schoolers that let them go. Oh yeah, I'll see like a five year old kid yeah. out there for like three hours. Comes out with no shoes and the freezing cold. <laughs> nah, I'm like, it's... get this kid out of here. I don't want this kid. <laughs> get he, the, the parents... what do you mean? Like showing up at your place? No, like running Just outside, in out in the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'll watch my kids. You know, I'll yeah. be I'll be a new 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 parent. Yeah, but the old school parents, there's some. Yeah, there's some. And yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Okay. Shoeless kid. Fair enough. Get it out of Fair here. Fair enough. <laughs> Get out of here, shoeless kid. <laughs> don't let that kid ever play for the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> I love my right. I'd love to throw a ball around with that kid. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. I'm coming over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What time's he out there? <laughs> uh, okay, good Final one. Fresh off a fracas with the Milwaukee Bucks, the Pacers are bringing in reinforcements. According to Woj, they've signed 15-year veteran and karate black belt James Johnson to a one-year deal. Yeah. Just in case. Skeets, who's got your back in a fight? Nora, Luna, and the Lord Almighty. They got my back. (laughs) (laughs) That's who I'm rolling with. Nice little gang you got there. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you got. Damn, JC. Uh, <laughs> ten more days till JC. I think that's why John Collins is involved in trades because <laughs> they like calling him JC. Uh, I've got the most stubborn, strong, toughest, feistiest three footer around. She'll fuck you up. Uh, my three year old daughter. <laughs> yeah. 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 With anybody. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I asked this question to my family this morning at the breakfast table. They're, I was like, hey, who would back me up in a fight? And they're like, yeah, that's like, Question. <laughs> like fuck all of you. <laughs> You're all supposed to say us. Yeah. We're, we got your back. So it's Hazel. It's just Hazel. Oh, it's a little bouncer. She checks the door every time. You good? You good? Yeah, Hazel would. She for would sure. for yeah. sure. Cosmo, he he's with the rest of them hiding in the back. <laughs> there it is. Rapid fire, not so rapid, but helps us make a classic. And if it was a classic. Hit the like button, make sure you subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and review. That's it for No Dunks this week. Uh, We are back next week, uh, week before Christmas. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Yes, it is indeed. (laughs) But we'll be here. Uh, We should have five shows for you next week. Uh, A special, fun Christmas edition of Squad on Friday. It is back. We've already recorded it. Uh, when Jerome was here, we actually recorded that one. So that will air on Friday, but we'll have shows Monday through Thursday. Maybe we'll do the drop on Thursday. Uh, but yeah, join us on Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern here in the Classic Factory. And thanks, everybody, for joining us live on YouTube. Everybody have a fun weekend. We will see you on Monday. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, George Clooney's new movie is on uh, Netflix, right? It's, is, that is it? Yeah, I think is, so. I think so. 
about the boat. The boys in the boat. <laughs> boys in the boat. Yeah, I'm doing it. You're gonna watch uh, it. Uh, yeah. Netflix makes it easier for me because I'm just like, okay. You've got put a, it on. You've got a kayak. I do. <laughs> He's the boy in the boat. <laughs> What's that other Netflix movie? Isn't there like a Julia Roberts Netflix movie? Yeah. Uh, oh, like oh, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Ooh, what, the, what is it called? No uh, it's got a, it's got like a phrase. That's the one I'm thinking Ethan of. Ethan Hawke's in it. Yeah, um, it's quite spooky. Leave the world Michelle behind. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. It did right. look spooky. It does yeah. look spooky. Yeah. Uh, Nora watched it. Spooky. And she said it was fine. I, it's got a bit of a, a poopy ending. Yeah, that's what she said. Okay. <laughs> poopy endings. Embrace <laughs> <laughs> right. the day, people. Embrace the weekend. Hell, embrace whatever you want. You think I care? <laughs>